with the wild card round of the fantasy football playoffs now in the books on this week's episode of the fantasy fallout podcast brandon and i will be going over all of the major news and notes that had happened throughout the nfl during week 15 we'll go over all of the major injuries including a key injury to the top overall player in fantasy football and then we'll be breaking down our playoff booms and busts so far All this and more on this week's episode of the Fantasy Fallout Podcast. You are not going to want to miss a moment. Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fallout Podcast. This is... The first episode that we've done during the fantasy football playoffs, Brandon, wildcard weekend just ended. How are we doing? Feeling great. Feeling great. Um, You know, I've been doing fantasy for a long time and I feel like, you know, when you're an active manager, like we are, you can always get your, not always, but you can usually get your teams to the playoffs. And then what happens in the playoffs is, is much more luck based than the regular season. Um, And this year, the fantasy gods, looked down upon me uh, and, and gifted me a very successful playoff run. In, in all six of my redraft leagues, I made the playoffs, and, and in all six, I advanced to the semifinal round. So that's, I'm feeling really good. That's the type of success story that you love to hear. I know our joint team dominated this week. Uh, my solo team that was also playing – in one of our leagues, also dominated this week. We are in the final four at both of those leagues. Brandon, if we match up in an FFPC championship, that is going to be quite the topic of conversation next week. But not looking ahead, got a couple dynasty teams that are there as number one seed. One of my other major teams is the number one seed playing this week. Uh, they lose some guys. We'll talk about that later on in the episode, uh, including the number one overall player in fantasy football. Um, uh, Only loss I have is in a half PPR league. That was very unfortunate, but those things happen. Mark Andrews let me down. We'll talk a little bit more about him when we get into kind of today's meat of the episode. Uh, Yeah, exciting, exciting stuff, Brandon. Very exciting. But but let's talk about those injuries, Jake, because – you know, unfortunately, these injuries might define the fantasy playoffs for, I, I would go as far as to say most leagues probably have this first injury, the Jalen Hurts injury, drastically affecting the odds for the team that in all likelihood is the favorite to win the championship in, in a large number of leagues. So Jalen Hurts has a shoulder issue um jake i've seen conflicting reports about which shoulder jalen hurts has injured have you received any final confirmation about whether or not it's his throwing shoulder or his non-throwing shoulder yeah i saw it was his throwing shoulder it is his right shoulder so that is that it is his throwing shoulder that is his throwing shoulder that is certainly uh, unfortunate both for fantasy implications and real-world implications. Shoulder injuries can be tough on quarterbacks. We we saw that with Cam Newton, who dealt with a shoulder injury. But it does not sound like this injury is nearly as severe. 
Jake, and I would go as far to say as this injury might um, – I, I don't think this injury would keep Jalen Hurts out of the game if there was anything on the line of significance. But the Eagles just need to win one of their last three games to clinch the number one seed and multiple or and, and the home field throughout the entire playoff. So I, I think and the that division. And the division. I, I think they're just taking it easy at this point. You know, they don't want to show Dallas anything, but let Gardner Minshew play that game, even though he didn't practice today. Um, and then, you know, next week the Eagles played the Saints. Um, the Eagles own the Saints draft pick. So there are multiple reasons why the Eagles would want to win that game. So maybe that's where they're thinking they will be able to uh, deploy Jalen Hurts if if necessary. Yeah, uh, the Eagles don't have like the Eagles have a lot to play for, like, but they kind of don't. They need to win one of three games. They play against the Saints and the Giants. Chances are it's going to be an unfortunate Christmas Eve for Eagles fans. They are going to probably lose to the Cowboys. They. You know what? No, I take that back. They may not lose to the Cowboys. I think they are that much better than them. But the Eagles are that much better than pretty much every NFC team. So, Yeah, I the think... Eagles are, are now five-point underdogs against the Cowboys. They were one-and-a-half-favorites prior to the Jalen Hurts injury. Um, and I think another thing that's worth noting is the Cowboys also don't really have very much to play for. You know, They have a very minute chance at being anything besides the five seed. Five seed. So, you know, they should also be in, in player preservation mode. Anybody who's banged up probably won't be playing. Um, although, you know, a big rivalry game against the Eagles, I'm sure they will be looking to get revenge on uh, what the Eagles did to them earlier in the season. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this one is – it's not relevant for Eagles fans in the sense that Jalen Hurts will be fine for the playoffs. He basically has four weeks to rest on a slight shoulder sprain. He will be fine. Where it does have implications is fantasy football. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is the number one overall player in fantasy football, Brandon. Yep, 374 points. Uh, that is 10.5 points higher than Patrick Mahomes, the second highest player in fantasy football. Yeah, and with him out, the teams that drafted him. Now, if you drafted correctly with Jalen Hurts, you should probably be fine. I mean, your team will be mostly stacked. Like, this team I have, it's the number one seed. It had Jalen Hurts. I, it also has Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, DeAndre Hopkins, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Pat Freermuth, Devonta Smith, Picked up Donovan People Jones. It had Damian Pierce at one point, Cortland Sutton, and, and the replacement quarterbacks, Tom Brady. So, in that type of case, Tom Brady against Arizona and Carolina the next two weeks, you'll probably be fine. But for other teams that are more reliant on Jalen Hurts, Brendan, I don't know if you have an example on that one. I know our joint team also has Jalen Hurts, but we also took. Trevor Lawrence, so that team should be fine. Sure. I mean, we can discuss my team. Uh, my FFPC team with Jalen Hurts has Daniel Jones as the sole backup, and the team is fine. I mean, it also lost uh, Damian Pierce. 
So we'll be rolling out a lineup in the Fantasy Football Players Championship semifinals of Daniel Jones, J.K. Dobbins, Dalvin Cook, Christian Kirk, Amon Ra, Mark Andrews, James Conner, Cole Komet. Uh, so, you know, not, not a lineup you would necessarily expect to see in a semifinal matchup, but, you know, if you're still alive at this point in the season, your team is is fine. Yeah, your um, team's probably good. Yeah. So. This could affect, in a different league, in our dynasty league, there is a player, I'm going against them this week, that has Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, and Devonta Smith. Where it really starts to make the effect is in the wide receiver and the running back rooms. Uh, Dallas Goddard's also coming back, too. So that's going to eat into that. Yeah, uh, I, I do think that that Gardner Minshew, um, for two reasons. Reason number one, he's pretty good. And reason number two, he will be in, the, in a similar high-powered offense, but without the quarterback rushes so there will be more touches to go around for the running backs and the receivers um i i personally believe that there there will not be that significant of a drop off for aj brown and devonta smith um and aj brown is certainly still a, a wide receiver one and devonta smith is certainly still a flex i think this week devonta smith wide receiver 17 on the season you know, playing like wide receiver two, I think this week he's a flex. Yeah, I, I'm just concerned as a manager with Dallas Goddard coming back. I have a feeling the Eagles are going to lean a little bit more into the run than they usually are, which is good for Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders has been like a, a running back to solid player most of the season. I don't expect that to change. I expect him to maybe see a little more. Right. Uh, AJ Brown will get his targets. Miles Sanders, the running back 12 on the year, coming off one of his worst weeks of the year. Um, I would imagine that most Miles Sanders owners um, that did make the playoffs are not happy right now. Probably most of them are not advancing to this next round of the playoffs, unfortunately. Funny enough, in that league that you were talking about, you're going against the Miles Sanders owner. And I also <laughs> am a Miles Sanders owner. Now, granted, that team also has Derrick Henry, mine has Sequan Barkley, and Alvin Kamara, and Pacheco, and Singletary. But I, I think Miles is going to be really good over the next couple of weeks. I think he's going to get a lot more touches than he has been. Coach Sirianni said that they need to get him the ball more. My concern is who's going to be the second heaviest targeted person in the passing game. Dallas Goddard, Devonta Smith. And I don't know. I think they'll be – I think they'll have a sort of solid floor because the Eagles offense is good. But I don't know that they have the ceiling now that they have with Jalen Hurts. I, I certainly agree that the Eagles are not scoring 48 points with Gardner Minshew, but I think that he is as good as it gets in the NFL in terms of backup quarterbacks. Although I, I am slightly concerned, you know, he missed the walkthrough today um, to attend the funeral of his former coach, Mike Leach. Very sad about Mike Leach, um, for sure. For sure, but that is one fewer fewer day of practice for Minshew. Um, but we have a lot of injuries here, Jake. Let's talk about the next biggest one. I think that would be the 
Jonathan Taylor injury. Yep. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's on IR. His season's over. Uh, basically, what this means is pick up Deion Jackson on your waiver wire. We'll talk about him more in the waiver wire section, but I'm pretty much dumping all of my fab money that I have left into Deion Jackson at this Jacob. point in the season. Zach Moss, 24 carries last week, if I am seeing that correctly, after the injury to Jonathan Taylor. Yes, 24 carries for 81 yards and one target, no catches. Does, does he interest you at all? Uh, anyone who gets 24 carries interests me. Deion Jackson, but... 13 carries for 55 yards on one target in the passing game, which he did catch for one yard. Going against the Chargers on Monday Night Football, one of the softest run defenses in the NFL, just allowed 100 yards to Derrick Henry. Um, the Colts look like they will be wanting to run the ball, especially trying to keep Matt Ryan away from that Chargers pass rush. I think that both of them are interesting flex options for the fantasy playoff semifinals. Look, I'm stunned that Zach Moss got 24 carries. I don't expect that again. Yeah, and you know, a lot of those carries were in the second half. Colts are trying to ice away the game after jumping out to that big lead. Um, and I, it's possible that they will be more aggressive uh, in the weeks to come, you know, not trying to not blow 33-point leads. And that might involve using Deion Jackson, who I think we both believe to be the more talented running back of the two. Yeah, Deion Jackson was out there earlier in the game. And I imagine they were trying to, when they were up 33-0 before the largest comeback of all time in NFL history, I imagine they were just trying to run the clock out as quickly as possible. And that's like three-yard runs to Zach Moss. I I don't, I'd prefer Deion Jackson. Uh, He's been in the system longer. He has broken out this year already. Uh, The last time... Jonathan Taylor was out significantly against Jacksonville. He ran for 42 yards and a touchdown. He caught 10 receptions for 79 yards, put up 28.1 PPR points. And he had sort of earned a little bit of a role with Jonathan Taylor back. Now, Jonathan Taylor ate into a lot of it, and it was limited as a result, but I, I, I'm going to take my chance with Deion Jackson. Yeah, that's going to be a fun situation to monitor and definitely worth grabbing these guys and putting them on your bench, even if it's like a wait and see approach to see which one does get most of the work. Um, Not this coming week, but after the Chargers, the Colts play the Giants, which is another matchup that I think most people are comfortable starting a running back against. Um, Jake, another injury that happened this past week happened on Thursday, Tyler Lockett a wide receiver one for the season up until this injury and including the wide receiver eight so far suffered a finger injury. He has already gotten surgery. Yep. He has already gotten surgery and he is hoping to miss just one week. Uh, So Tyler Lockett owners can hang on to Tyler Lockett in hopes of using him in the championship, but he will not be available 
this week against the Chiefs, which is good news for DK Metcalf owners. Yeah, I, I think this really benefits DK Metcalf. I think he's going to be the target. Now, if you're desperate for a tight end, Noah Fant has been putting together a decent string of games as well. As of late, let's take a look at what he's done so far. Uh, Noah Fant over the past three weeks has caught nine of 12 targets for 74 yards and two touchdowns. He has put up 30.65 fantasy points. And that was including a week in Carolina where he put up zero, or I think he might've gotten hurt during that game. He's a tight end 16. And fun fact, he's scored pretty much double the amount that Mark Andrews has scored. <laughs> yeah, recently. Last three weeks. Starting for Mark Andrews. Um, but I do agree with you, Noah Fan, certainly on the radar. Yep, this is just DK Metcalf is going to get all the targets now. Um, yep, that'll be fun. And maybe some running back targets as well. Travis Palmer and Walker has returned. But in that game, you know, the, the Seahawks could be playing in a competitive situation. They're trying to win, and the Chiefs can score, uh, which will likely limit the running back carries for Kenneth Walker. So there should be plenty of pass attempts to go around. Um, and it's hard to imagine DK Metcalf not having a big game in this spot. Yeah. Um, another injury situation that I was monitoring myself last week was Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson in the Patriots' backfield. In the end, Damian Harris did not play. Ramondre Stevenson did play and played very well. Uh, he looks like a incredible running back, but Damian Harris might be coming back this week. Jake, if he does, do you still feel good about firing up Ramondre? Yes and no. Yes is in the sense he'll probably be fine, and he he's clearly established himself as a workhorse. No as in... If you had watched the end of that Raiders-Patriots game, that absolute travesty on the final play of the game started with Ramondre Stevenson pitching the ball back to Jacoby Myers to <laughs> try and make something happen, and someone has to suffer the wrath of Bill Belichick. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, I'm sure some fantasy managers are starting Jacoby Myers as well, and you got to be at least a little worried about what sort of um, punishment these guys may or may not get next week. Big game for the Patriots, though. Still in the playoff hunt. Uh, a lot of other teams lost, which helps them out. So I would suspect that the talented players will play next week, and Bill will keep the punishments uh, practice only. Um, He's going to make Matt Patricia run laps. It's going to be great. <laughs> Jake, you have Khalil Herbert set to return. Is that true? Yes, Khalil Herbert is set to return this week. Uh, per latest reports, this could be big. David uh, Montgomery has been all right. He hasn't been anything special. Touchdown last with, week. Hmm, touchdown? Yeah, the touchdown last week against the Eagles. 
I mean, yeah, he could do that. Uh, David Montgomery has scored past couple weeks. I mean, he's been fine. He is. I'm checking. I think he's running back. Is he running back 47? Yeah, last two weeks, right. he's had over 50 rush yards and a touchdown and um, some some pretty solid receiving production as well, including a receiving touchdown last week. Um, so he's been doing pretty well with the expanded role with Khalil Herbert out. Big game for the Bears uh, tanking effort against the Bills. Um Usually not a lot of passing or not a lot of running back carries in the game script for a matchup against the Bills. They're nine-point underdogs. I think that the return of Herbert um, makes you worry about David Montgomery, and I would be hesitant to start either of them. I would imagine some Montgomery owners are in the fantasy class semifinals on the heels of Montgomery's two-touchdown week. Um would you rather start David Montgomery or one of the Colts running backs? I'd rather start David Montgomery. I know he's going to get a decent workload on the grounds. Uh, I mean, I think Deion Jackson may have a higher upside if he gets the majority of the looks in the Colts offense. But David Montgomery has a safer floor. He's reliable. And, I mean, look, chances are if you're in the semifinals with David Montgomery, David Montgomery's a complimentary piece on your team. So he, him not performing as well likely won't hurt you as much as if you have to start Deion Jackson because or, or Zach Moss because chances are you're desperate at that point. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Um, Jake, you have Nick Chubb foot. I didn't hear about this one. What happened to Nick Chubb? Yeah, I just saw this one. Uh, Nick Chubb missed practice today uh, because of a foot injury uh, that he sustained against the Baltimore Baltimore Ravens. Uh, it, it doesn't seem like it's going to be serious, but if he is out, it's the Kareem Hunt show, and that's concerning. Sure, yeah. Uh, I can't imagine too many Kareem Hunt owners are thriving in the playoffs unless they found replacement options pretty early on in the season. Um, but Nick Chubb would certainly be a big loss. Tough matchup for them against the Saints anyway. Um, but I think that Nick Chubb might might wind up playing in this one. Yeah, I think Nick Chubb is fine. Okay. Uh, that is our little injury Wrap up, Jake. We wanted to talk about some booms and busts from the first week of the fantasy playoffs. There were some notable booms, a lot of them. Um, Tons of you, had, you didn't have some of these guys, it's hard, hard to advance because a lot of players put up weeks well over 20 points at the quarterback position. Notably, the star quarterbacks showed up. Big time. Yes. All of the star quarterbacks showed up big time, Brandon. Mm -hmm. All of them. All four. All four of them. Yes. The four stars I'm referring to, of course, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and Kirk Cousins. Um, yes. 
the first three, the top three fantasy scores on the season. These quarterbacks were most likely in your fantasy playoffs and the managers with these quarterbacks received uh, big performances. Jalen Hurts, three rushing touchdowns. Josh Allen, a masterful performance against the Dolphins. And Pat Mahomes, you know, had a field day picking apart the Texans defense. That Chiefs offense had over 500 yards. And Patrick Mahomes benefited from the Texans kind of hanging in that game, forcing the Chiefs to keep passing and not just hand it off to Pacheco. And then Kirk Cousins got the ideal game script. Um, Tough first half. Coming back the whole second half, tons of passing volume, lots of big plays, and, and he threw for four touchdowns, I believe. So, Four touchdowns, 460 yards. He did have two interceptions, but he also ran. Oh, no, he didn't. He, he did not run for anything. I was reading the amount of yards that he lost on sacks. <laughs> uh, no, Kirk, Kirk is, Q, is a QB1. Yeah, on the season, I'll pull up his... He's QB8, I have it up. Great, yeah, QB8 on the year. Played every game. Uh, Definitely dependable player. And, um, you know, he's right in that group with um, Justin Herbert, Geno Smith, Trevor Lawrence, the non-running quarterback tier. Uh, And I'm, I'm assuming that he will be represented in a lot of semifinals this week on the heels of a great performance. And next week they play the Giants, which is a pretty solid matchup. Uh, So I expect more success from Kirk Cousins. Yes, I am expecting a lot more success from Kirk Cousins. Those two interceptions were pretty much Jalen Rager's fault. Can we just agree on that? Yeah, oh my gosh, Jalen Rager. um, I would be surprised if he was on an NFL roster next year after the performance he's turned in. In Minnesota, I mean, I personally do not think that one of our booms coming up, KJ Osborne, is that great of a player. But KJ Osborne has shown that he is infinitely better than Jalen Rager. And if that is happening, you don't belong in the NFL. So, Jalen I am a KJ Osborne believer. So, I I know you were. I know you were. Uh, But we can skip ahead to wide receivers here. KJ Osborne, I believe, was the wide receiver one or two. KJ Osborne. Yes, wide receiver two on the week. Uh, Standard scoring and PPR scoring 31.7 points. And his teammate, Justin Jefferson, is the wide receiver three on the week, 30.3 points. Uh, Crazy performances from them. Anybody with any sort of Vikings stack did incredibly well because Dalvin Cook also was one of the top performers on the week. He was the running back too. Um, so any Vikings play that you did, you know, outside of Thielen, who I don't think was totally out of it. Yeah, 13 points for Thielen. So any any Vikings plays that you put in this week were... Yeah, Thielen was not great. He was pretty much the only one. But... Part of the reason why I'm such a KJ Osborne believer is because Adam Thielen is on the wrong end of his career arc, and uh, KJ is going to get more opportunities by default. Absolutely. Uh, Brandon, was Zay Jones wide receiver one on the week? Wide receiver one on the week, 34.9 points. I believe he caught three touchdowns, Jake. Is that right? 
I think he did. Uh, Three touchdowns from Trevor Lawrence and the crazy comeback win for the Jaguars against the Dallas Cowboys was fantastic to see. And Christian Kirk got his too, but it was the Zay Jones show in Jacksonville. Um, and, and when Trevor Lawrence looks this good and the defense is allowing points and allowing the Jaguars to play from behind, um, that game script is great for Zay Jones, who has been, you know, pretty solid all year. You know, nobody wants to be starting Zay Jones. But yeah, but Zay Jones is 19, 19. of the season. Right between Michael Pittman and Garrett Wilson. Obviously, this last week helped out a lot. But Isaiah Jones, you I mean you almost have no excuse to not use him at this point. You you have to. They play Thursday night against the Jets. Tough matchup. Maybe that's your excuse this time around. Uh, you don't want anything to do with going against Sauce Gardner these days, but Zay Jones has college football receiving records, and it has taken some time for him to uh, create an NFL role for himself. But, you know, he's somebody who was relatively obscure as a young player, got a surprisingly large payday in Jacksonville, and is turning that into a great season. Yep. Uh, I think, though, the surprise stud of the week has to be Jarek McKinnon. And this is not a slight on Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco actually performed very well. He had 15 carries for 86 yards, nearly six yards of rush. He had an 11-yard reception. Uh, he did lose a fumble, though. So that is probably why Isaiah McKinnon got as much work as he did. McKinnon has 10 carries for 52 yards. This is where he did his damage. He scored a touchdown on the ground. He had eight receptions for 70 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, he craziness. Uh, nearly is 35 PPR points. Up to the running back 25 on the year. Um, and, and you see this, you know, for the last couple of years from Jarek McKinnon, at the end of the season is where they really increase his usage. You know, they try to keep him healthy throughout the regular season. And now at the end of the year, they have been leaning on him and he has been producing for sure. Uh, I think the other player that you think of like that is A.J. Dillon. Seems to be warm up at the end of the year. And now totally different style of running back in Jerry McKinnon is doing the same thing. And at this point, I believe you have to be starting him, especially in a soft matchup against Seattle next week. So, you know, they, they say in fantasy not to chase points. Um, but I am totally comfortable doing that with Jarek McKinnon. Yep. Uh, let's get into some busts here real quick before we end on waivers. Uh, I think now, Brennan, I don't know if this is your bust of the week, but uh, on the website in the article for the wildcard weekend, I wrote about Mark Andrews as the bust of the week. Yeah, Dante Foreman ran for nine yards. <laughs> so what? You didn't draft Dante Foreman to be the number one tight end or number one player at their position. You didn't draft Dante Foreman over a future Hall of Famer. And you didn't draft Dante Foreman maybe the first round. But you did with Mark Andrews. Yeah. Yikes. Mark Andrews is just a few weeks in a row now where he's been so underwhelming. 
the upside appears to be absolutely gone with Tyler Huntley in at quarterback. Uh, I was seeing on the ESPN, I'd say that Lamar Jackson has the Q tag, not the O tag. So hopefully he comes back. That would save uh, Mark Andrews. And, you know, but the tight end position, you're still starting Mark Andrews. But, you know, if you have Evan Engram or like Jawan Johnson on your team, a couple of guys that have put up some big numbers recently, you at least have to think about starting them over Mark Andrews. If Tyler Huntley is in at quarterback again, I think. I mean, even with Lamar in, Mark Andrews has just not been catching anything. He has, he has not looked at, he is now tight end three. He is averaging 11.71 PPR points per game. Uh, he's just, he's not playing well. He's not. Uh, Dante Foreman, 10 rushes, nine yards. I don't know that we can start him again the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, you're not starting him next week. Not after this performance. The uh, the Panthers against the Lions, you know, they do have a nice matchup. They are home. But you just can't take that kind of risk when the stakes are this high. I think you have to start somebody that has a floor higher than 0.9 points. Uh, for what it's worth, Jake, the Falcons are the Ravens' opponent this coming week. And they are the fifth worst defense against tight ends. Uh, right. But I feel like the Ravens are worse than the fifth worst offense in the league. Yeah, no, they, they haven't thrown a touchdown to a wide receiver I saw since week four. And that is... when their tight ends are also not catching touchdowns, you're wondering... You know, it's really the whole team is not scoring touchdowns. Um, just looking is at that, this defense against. Was it the 2013 Chiefs that didn't have a wide receiver that's a touchdown? Yeah. That is what that reminds me of. Had a similar situation for a while. Um, but, yes, a couple of other big busts. I think Zonovan Knight was a guy that was carrying some teams to the playoffs, was probably started in a lot of leagues. He no-showed um, for the Jets in a soft matchup against the Lions. Jacoby Myers, we mentioned his big gaff at the end of the game on the lateral throw to Mac Jones, Chandler Jones. Um, he also had a pretty putrid performance before that. Um, you know, not necessarily his fault. You know, he had a couple of touchdowns called back. Uh, Christian Watson helped teams make the fantasy playoffs. He was really disappointing on Monday Night Football. If you needed a certain number of points from him to advance, you might not have. Marquise Brown. Um, looks like you're not using him with Colt McCoy. Um, four catches, 19 yards, not enough. Nope. Devontae Adams um, got the first two catches of the game for the Raiders, but the Raiders' offense looked a little broken for the large majority of that game. And with Renfro and Waller back, you know, there just wasn't a lot to go around, and, and Adams was getting attention. That was a another bust performance. Um so if you had any of those guys who just mentioned on your team and you advanced, congratulations. That's really hard to do. Uh, you must have had Zay Jones on your team to help balance that out. Um, yeah. I think, though, a couple of those guys will bounce back. I think Devontae Adams will be fine. Christian Watson will probably be fine. He'll, he'll look at Aaron Rodgers the next time he does a little touchdown signal. He'll be sure to catch that ball. Yep, 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 yep. Um, Christian Watson was targeted in the end zone in that game, and 
he was kind of pass interfered with it wasn't called um but yes just to finish up on waivers uh we mentioned Deion Jackson and Zach Moss from Buffalo Latavius Murray was great for Denver over 100 yards rushing if he's available certainly grab him uh Jawan Johnson one of our booms at tight end uh fantastic he could still be on waivers if he is I'd grab him and Marquise Goodwin was my last guy on this list. Um, the wide receiver two for Seattle. I genuinely believe that the Seahawks will be passing throughout this game to stay in it. And Marquise Goodwin, I think, has a really, really high floor this coming week, higher than he maybe has had in his entire career. Um, so that, those are some guys to look after. Um Good luck to everyone in the playoffs. Jake, do you have any more waiver guys that you want to mention? Yeah, a couple other guys. Marlon Mack on the Denver Broncos also looked pretty good. He looked like he was getting a decent amount of work. And with uh, Brett Ripon in a quarterback, I cannot imagine that the Broncos will throw that much. So I think we're going to see a lot of running. And it worked. I mean, they scored over 18 points for like the first time ever. Sure, and they're uh, favorites again next week against the Rams. Yeah, I, I can see them running a lot in that game. One of the worst then, games here, for sure. Brendan, I think Gardner Minshew is also worth a look if you are desperate at quarterback. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, the Cowboys cornerbacks were all injured for the game against the Jaguars, which is what allowed Zay Jones to do so well. Um, and I, their status is still up in the air for the game against the Eagles. So maybe Gardner Minshew will have that same opportunity that his former uh, starting quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, had last week. Jake, any final words for the listeners? Uh, One thing. Uh, I think the Detroit Lions will make the playoffs. I will lock that in. They will be probably the seventh seed. I love that. I'm, I'm excited for the Lions Packers showdown week 18. I think that might be a play in game, which would be tremendous. That'd be crazy. Uh, Good luck, everybody. Look forward to talking next week. Peace out.